Welcome back to Why God Why. It's me, Zach, and uh, this is God. Oh, do I get to do it now? Yeah. I'm here. Ready for you. No, I just wanted to make sure I didn't overlap you this time. We've had many conversations about this intro. Yeah, we're still smoothing it out. We're still smoothing it out, yeah. But I think there's something beautiful in the organicness of it. Sure. You know, sometimes we do overlap. Yeah. Sometimes we kind of creep in over each other, and sometimes I don't know where I stop and you begin. Well, if I want to blow your mind a little bit, oh, please do. you and I don't ever stop or begin. We're one and the same. Like, my, you, we share quarks? What do you mean by that? Well, technically speaking, since I am energy flowing in and amongst the universe, you know, mm -hmm. got energy in your body, mm -hmm. I flow through you. Is that what eternity is? Because you're always energy flowing, and even when you're flowing through my dead tissue, that means that I'm still alive? Sure. I guess you could say, uh, when your energy stops, you just become a part of mine, and then, you know, you become a part of the universe. It's all connected. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah, well, I like to think it is. You know, when when people talk about the idea of heaven, it's not like a place. You're, you're just, you're now a part of everything. Mm-hmm. That's kind of neat. So that song, Heaven is a Place on Earth. Technically, it's true. It can be a place on Earth. Yeah. Or, it, or it always is, is yeah. what you're saying. Well, it's a, it's, a, it's a place on Earth. It's a place on Mars. Yeah. It's technically a part of the sun. Ah. The energy doesn't stop on Earth. I, I didn't assume it did. I'm not, you know, I'm not a geocentric-minded person. I'm Great. Not, I'm not ex extant in yeah. the 1300s. Yeah, please pass that around. I will. It can be frustrating to know that there are some people with still with that head on their shoulders, but, you know, we're chipping away at it little by little. Yeah, there's some people that still think the Earth is flat, and so that's... You're telling me it's not. Don't even... I'm playing with I you. I know. I'm playing a little with you. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's, that's one that blows my mind in particular, because I get back when you didn't have technology that you couldn't tell that the Earth was flat, mm -hmm. but you've seen it. People have gone into space and then looked at the globe. Well, but they still see a two-dimensional image, so I think that that can still be confusing. Uh, is it? Is that why? Devil's advocate, even though... Only all of physics obeys the fact that the Earth is a sphere. I am not... Clearly not a snow globe. And you know, you don't have to direct any anger towards me because I don't... It's just one of those things when people, when people say that uh, my messages are confusing. Mm -hmm. I say to them, there are still flat earthers in 2019. We have shown these people all the evidence they could possibly handle and they still think the earth is flat. And then... When they go and try to prove the Earth is flat, and they get proven wrong, and they find out it's a sphere, sure. they ignore it anyway. Right. Like, I can't convince these people that the thing that they're on is a globe. I talk about the power of creating your own reality. It is. Well, we're talking about our Mother Earth. Oh, yes. And Mother Earth. there's, there's mm -hmm. really nothing more special to me in a lot of ways. Uh, and you've said it on the podcast before, that you have provided so much for us here. Yes. Everything uh, you need. Everything we need. Yeah. On this little rock mm -hmm. floating through space. It's getting at what our episode is going to be about today. Okay. We're going to talk about plants and medicine and plant-based medicine. Great. And <laughs> There's some good spoilers in this one. Spoilers? Well, because... What's to be spoiled? Well, when I talk to you about the fact that I gave you everything you need, uh -huh. every single disease that exists has a cure. It's that, already that, here. That you put on Earth. We don't have to go to other planets. Nope. 
you don't even have to make it. So we that that pretty much drives right at the heart of one of the issues is that you know there's there's essentially two sides of this coin. There is plant-based naturalistic healing. Mm -hmm. On the other side of it, there is synthetic, what I would call Western medicine. Sure. Um, if I'm missing anything, feel free. Uh, but that seems to be the duality of well, uh, health, essentially. Yeah, if we're talking about medicine and the history of medicine, um, Western medicine is interesting because Western medicine's approach is about destroying things. Mm -hmm. So, are, are plants going to help you with heart surgery? No. So, Western medicine is good at surgery. Mm -hmm. They can cut stuff, sew stuff back together. That's, that's helpful. There's also synthetic medicines that are definitely effective. Well, those are carpet bomb experiences. So, like, when you talk about chemotherapy, he, here's, the, here's the mental uh, human practice with that. Mm -hmm. Something bad is there. Let's blow it all up and then keep our fingers crossed the good stuff grows back. Sure. I think that's the approach Which with is, a lot of that kind of thing. Sure, it's not a bad theory per se, mm -hmm. except you also destroy the good things. There's sure. a lot of really helpful stuff. There's a lot of, you know, I talked about your body being an ecosystem. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of, you know, cells in there, good soldiers trying to, trying to fix the stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, we also talked about cancer being erratic revolutionary cells that want to do their own thing. Right. You know, your ecosystem is trying to rebalance itself. The human solution to this is there's a city that's got some political issues mm -hmm. going on. So here's what we're going to do. Blow up the city. And then, hopefully, good cells will move back into the city that is a dilapidated wasteland. So you're telling me that there is a plant that exists on Earth, or a rock or something, that cures cancer? Well, it's not like a direct cure, so there's a lot of things... So it has uh, to be synthesized no, by no, no, doctors not, that's not what and I mean. scientists. No, uh, what I mean by not being a direct cure is, um, if you want to look at healing your body like, uh, it's like warfare, mm -hmm. in a way. So, strawberries um, have this really great chemical that sort of like curbs the, the food supply. It cuts back the blood cells that grow within the cancer. Is that real? Really? Oh, yes. Okay. So here's the thing. So if you cut off the food supply to the enemy, enemy can't grow as well. So is it a cure? Do you just eat a strawberry and all of a sudden you don't have cancer anymore? No, but nothing is ever won easily. You know, but there are ways of managing things. Mm -hmm. um, also, sometimes cancer just goes away. Yes, sometimes so that cancer just loses. Also, sometimes that cancer grows erratically and instantly kills you via some other means. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. It's all an unpredictable series of circumstances. Yeah, it's a, it's a, um, a nasty dice roll, that one. Um, but, and that, that's not all that we're talking about today. I think that, I think that the, the reason we want to have this episode is because we live on an earth that is, you know, it can be untenable in some ways, especially when we start you know, humans start interfering with its processes and stuff yep. like that. But there are all of these gifts to be found on it. And there is a lot of politics involved with what these gifts are, how they work, and sure. how they're regulated and stuff like that. You know what well, I mean? Well, that's also the biggest part of the problem. Because it's not that you don't know about these gifts. Mm -hmm. Marijuana is a perfect example. Sure. Okay. 
marijuana. It's a really fun plant, and I'll tell you, the reason why it's one of my favorites is because basically what it does is it just makes you chill out for a second. Uh-huh. Meaning, you are the cause of almost all of your problems. Chill out. It's the truth that's happening in your body, too. It's a self-introspective drug. Exactly! It gets you out of your head and into your body. It also allows, you know, you have a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. Stress causes, you know, inflammation, which is a lot of where ailments come from. Mm -hmm. Think about it again. Your body is an ecosystem. Your ecosystem is freaking out. You have some marijuana, and all of a sudden your ecosystem is like, you know what? Things aren't so bad. Yeah. Now we can actually do something. There's, but there, you know, you've chosen maybe the mildest of these, uh, but you know, caffeine's probably the mildest drug. But there's also like psilocybin, right? Mm -hmm. Magic mushrooms. Yeah. Uh, that seems to exist to, you know, get people completely away from reality so that they can sense another form of reality or at least a different perspective. Well, I'll tell you this. This is this is sort of the the, the crapshoot of creation. Mm -hmm. When you start making things, you know, different things take on certain lives of their own. Did I make mushrooms, these psychedelic experience, so that human beings could have these, you know, metaphysical mind trips and open up? No, it's just a mushroom that happened to have these effects on other, you know, deer and, and creatures that eat those things. It, it was a defense mechanism. You know, that's a, that's a lot of things that happen with certain uh, medicines. So chili peppers mm -hmm. or jalapeno peppers, you know, their defense mechanism is to be really hot. Now, your body experiencing a high off of that is because you have endorphins that overcompensate for the heat that you're feeling. But really what's happened is your body's been poisoned and your body's trying to compensate for that. I, I hate to break it to chili peppers, but they are defenseless against me. Sure. I love them. Yeah. I really like hot sauce. Uh, do you get high? Do I get high? Yeah. Do you, uh... Do I have altered states of experiences? Do you use the drugs that you've put on the earth yourself? No, because I don't have a, a physical form that they can sort of alter. Mm -hmm. I, I do enjoy watching people that are high. <laughs> I, I've talked about this before and the fact that, like, I wish people would just sort of, like, go about their own business and not be so, oh, the world is so heavy. Yeah. Uh, people that are high are not thinking that, man. People that are high are looking at their hand for an hour going like, wow, I've got five fingers. Right. And I'm like, good for you. Way to be in the moment. Yeah, way to take it slow. Way to get really granular. Yeah. Way like you're, you know, being thankful. Yeah, exactly. People that are high, they dance. I use the term dancing loosely. Mm -hmm. Mostly they're flopping around, but, but I can see in their mind they're like, I'm amazing. Yeah. This is... This is the best dance anyone's ever done. I have to say that self-deception that you're referring to is a really cheeky but also pretty nice gift. Well, if you want to enjoy a similar experience to what I have, watch a video of people high on, I don't know, mushrooms or LSD or whatever mm -hmm. at a music festival, but turn the sound off. Oh, that's got to be hilarious. It's unbelievable. Maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen. But also beautiful and freeing. Uh-huh. You know why? Because these people that are moving around, they don't care. They don't care what you think. They're just living their best life. Yeah. What a gift that is. Uh, so, but you don't get high on your own supply. Um, I get high on life. I guess. You know, that's a fun trip for me to have. 
Have you ever wanted more spiritually, uh, mentally? Do I yourself? want more spiritually? Yeah, it seems As like the you've got the spirit gotta... that ties the universe together. Well, you know, you're sitting here and you're talking to me, and you're you're have, you know, it seems like there's a ceiling on your reality. So it seems like there should be another level that you could go to because you seem like a reasonable lord to me. Sure, but but I'll throw this back at you. I'm I'm fascinated with. Why human beings always want to go outside of what is, mm. you know? Why is this other level me missing out on something? Mm -hmm. I experience everything that exists. But your response is, yeah, but you're not experiencing this. How sad and miserable your life must be, God, <laughs> that you don't get to experience another altered state. You must walk through the centuries sad and alone. No, I'm fine. I don't need to get high. So that's what you mean by you're high on life. You are literally high on life. I'm literally high on creation. Mm -hmm. You know, you're an artist. You make things. Sure. You get this grand uh, feeling of, of exuberance after you've created something. Mm -hmm. That's my high. Oh. Yeah. I just don't happen to do it with plants. Well, thank you for bringing plants back into it. Um, I want to introduce our guest for today. Great. And she is another, she's another person where I don't know where I begin where you end, where you mm. end, and where she begins. I think we're all connected, and I think she's also the perfect person to talk to us about plants and plant-based medicine. Yeah. Her name is Allison Hawkstone. Great name. And she's just a genius, and I have a lot of questions for her. Okay. So why don't we bring her on? Awesome. But first, we have to take a break. So the holidays are coming up. Oh, yes. Which is a great time to celebrate the ones we love. Hmm. And who do we love? Who? Puppies! Yes! God, puppies! Yeah, that's true. You love your dog. Your dog loves you. Your dog loves you more than any human loves you. Truth. We're going to be honest about that. How about this holiday season? Why not celebrate that pure love for your pup by getting mm. their holiday portrait done at Puppy Party Portraits? Oh, that's like insane amounts of cute. Here's what I'll say. People send out postcards of their kids mm. on the holidays. Sure. Nobody wants to see that. I don't want that. But if you sent out an adorable photo of your little pup pup wearing a Santa hat, oh my God. You know what the difference is? If I got that from a stranger, I would gladly adorn my fridge with that. Yeah, go to Instagram at Puppy Party Portraits. You can see all the other portraits, and uh, you can also find the info. You can email pbarubiphotography at gmail.com. And that is an official endorsement from God. Exactly. Now, back to the show. And we're back. Hi. What's up, Allison? <laughs> Hi, guys. Hello, Allison. Oh, my. Hello. So thank you so much for being on the pod today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. So mm -hmm. you are the resident, I, I don't even know what to call you. I would say herbographist. Herbographist. Yeah. I like that. I so like I think that. you're not technically an herbo herbologist. No, 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 no. I wouldn't consider myself an expert by any means. Everything I've learned has been my own personal research and my own curiosity. So where did this... I don't know this fascination come from. Um, well, I, I, I got chronic bronchitis when I was about 16. I got mm -hmm. this bad bronchial flu that created this scarring that gave me a chronic condition. So I would flare up with bronchitis twice a year, mm -hmm. and I would have to take antibiotics for that twice a year. Mm -hmm. And I had horrible side effects from it and just was constantly feeling sick from being sick and also being feeling sick from the medicine that I was taking. Uh -huh. So this went on for a good 10 years. Yeah. Um, and I decided to 
take a look at that. <laughs> it's like how often I was taking medication and how bad it made me feel in order to feel better. Mm -hmm. uh, the Western medi medicine. Yeah, the Western medicine, yeah. you know. Um, so I was trying to think of ways to prevent it from happening instead of fixing mm. it. And that's kind of my issue with Western medicine is it's like, oh, you have a problem, let's slap a Band-Aid on it. Or we'll, we'll poke at it now and see how to make it better now. Mm -hmm. But, you know, why not just stop it from happening in the first place? Yeah, yeah that's a very uh, American thing, dealing with the side effects. Mm -hmm. They love taking care of the symptoms, but they never actually ever address the thing that, you know, started it all. So that's something that you were trying to get at, is getting to the core of these issues and like taking them out at the roots? Yeah, exactly. So I, I talked to a chiropractor that I was seeing at that time, mm -hmm. you know, getting away from the Western medicine. And he recommended that I try oil of oregano, which is a, a natural antibiotic. Oregano is one of the most powerful antibiotics that really? grows on the ground. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oil of a spice? Yes, exactly. Yeah, it's both a spice and it heals you. How, okay, so it's an antibiotic. Yeah. So, I mean, if you think about it. I don't know anything about this, by the way. You have to, like, oh, walk me through this stuff. <laughs> great. So, I mean, you take oregano and you concentrate it to a high dose of it, essentially. Mm -hmm. So, it's the same kind of principle as they use for making medications. Okay. They're yeah. taking a small molecule from something generally natural and then creating a ton of it in one like super pack. Mm -hmm. However, generally, because they've, you know, bastardized it a bit, our body is like, what is that? That's too much. I don't know what that is, you know. But if you're taking a concentrated dose of just an herb you would put in, like, pasta sauce, yeah. your body's like, I know what that is. Ah. That stuff's great. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your body <laughs> knows what that is. It knows what oregano is. Although allergies, that's a trip. That's sometimes your body gets wires crossed and it's like, I don't recognize peanuts anymore. I don't know how to change that. Oh, well, I did read You don't it. know how to change that? What well, does that mean? You know, your bodies continue to morph and adapt. And, and, and again, everyone's body is its own ecosystem. Mm -hmm. uh, imagine your body is its own planet that has its own set of beliefs. Uh -huh. and, and your peanut beliefs, you know, in your body, they go, you know what? We think peanuts are terrible. And, and, and there's no convincing those people. There's like a small party that has a belief like the flat earth people we are talking about. I don't know if that's the same thing. It's exactly the same thing, except on the cellular level. Look, you got these flat earthers in your bodies that are like, peanuts are going to kill us. He's got to stick to the flat earther. <laughs> I know, I like it. And, well, because it drives me crazy. Okay. So. Also, I'll tell you this, the cells that revolt against peanuts equally drive me crazy. I don't know what they're doing. Their, their solution is to close your lungs uh -huh. and close your esophagus. You know, they, they literally, the, it's, the, it's the equivalent of flat earthers going like, I'm going to prove that the earth is flat, we're going to blow it up. Fire all the nukes. Hit the red button. Sure. Squeeze all the openings <laughs> yeah. closed. Yeah. That's all they do. Yeah. Yeah. It's an extreme response to a very simple misunderstanding. So you don't have a solution for allergies? Well... That seems like a small well, potatoes issue. No, it isn't, because here's why. If I were to go around to cure allergies, I'd have to go around to all these individual cells that exist in every person that had the allergy and have a conversation with them. But like I said... I can only speak in people's ears. I can't make them do something. Uh -huh. And that's true about cells. It seems like a quick task. Can't you do that? If you're in every bedroom watching, you have time to have, watch people have sex constantly. It's not a time thing. <laughs> it's about the fact that the cells won't listen. I can tell them time and time again, peanuts are your friend. It's just a food. Just you, stubborn cells. It's just stubborn cells. Well, and allergies come and go, too. And so that's the thing. is like people change with the tides, you know. Mm -hmm. Allergies come and go. And you are a... 
Just a laissez-faire god, aren't you? <laughs> it's not laissez-faire. I don't, I don't know what you people expect me to do about it. I can talk. It takes another person to listen. Wow. Mm. I will print that bumper sticker. Yeah. <laughs> Allison, did you have any questions for God? Oh, wow. With um, all of your history about plants and mm. their amazing properties. I guess, why would people even try to take it and make it something different? If you already put everything on the ground that we already need, why don't you just, I don't know, affect them to, to okay. keep yeah, going Yeah, why do we I mean, have why, the desire to change things? Yeah, why things, do we have I the guess? desire to... Why like... do humans have the desire to change things <laughs> and take things too far? Well, a plant seems pretty obvious. It seems pretty obvious that you should get a plant and it does something. Why well, do we need to, you know, change that? Um... Because nothing's ever enough for you. For example, I can experience everything in the universe, but why can't I get high? What a sad life I must live. It's that thought process. Yep. It's not enough that, like, oregano is both delicious and antibacterial. Mm -hmm. You know, people will go, yeah, but it doesn't cure cancer. And I'm like, oh, so it's not very good? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry that I made it do all of these other things. And, and be on the planet for free. Yeah, I, I mean that's. I'm not arguing. That's very. That was nice of you. I guess I'm. I'm. I'm just learning about the oil of oregano today, as we just saw. Mm. There's a. There's a lot I don't know sure. about what's right underneath my feet. Well, there are. It, it depends on on what the person's intentions are, because there are times when people make things, and they make them to make money, which means their intentions mm -hmm. are in a different place. Mm -hmm. But there are also people that are genuinely trying to use plants, so. I know that this isn't popular in certain sections of the culture that you live in, um, but GMOs. Okay. There are a lot of terrible GMOs. There are also a lot of great GMOs, which is basically just sort of like cross-breeding plants the way that you cross-breed dogs. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what I want to do is I want to make this potato resistant to these bacteria and require less rain. Yeah. So on the surface, you're like, that's great. That helps feed more people. Wonderful. But there's nothing that exists in nature that doesn't come with a price. And that's it. Fine, you're going to get that result, but you're going to pay for it in some other way. Somewhere else. Yeah. Well, you mentioned, um, you mentioned people using plants in a positive way. Uh, there's this, there's this uh, phrase that's on my little rundown here that's been staring at me that I'm like firing off curious about. <laughs> yeah. I want to ask Allison about this. Because okay. I think you've had some experience with this. And what I'm talking about is ayahuasca. Mm-hmm. Mm. And particularly ayahuasca ceremonies. Yes. So you've had experience with that. I have that. done an ayahuasca ceremony. Is that something you would want to talk about? Here? Sure. Yeah. I, um, I am I am fascinating. I'm actually a big Joe Rogan listener. Okay, great. So I learned about it in some ways through him. Mm -hmm. But um, I don't think I've ever talked to somebody who's actually done it. Yeah, I think the stigma, too, is that, you know, ayahuasca kind of gets lumped into other, you know, other drugs. And it's... And it is considered a medicine. It is considered a plant-based medicine. It's not supposed to be a party experience. It mm -hmm. is supposed to be a healing experience. And that's why they do it in ceremonies. You have a, a shaman that that is, you know, the the leader who has is an expert in, in using it and and shepherding others and taking care of others while you do it. Mm -hmm. um, the ceremony that I did had people that were guides for it. That you know they were there to make sure that everybody was safe. Um, you know, it, it does have hallucinogenic properties that are part of it that are supposed to help 
open your mind and and take you deeper into your own subconscious so that you can heal yourself. Sure. Mm. And this and this goes for, you know, mental healing, emotional healing and physical healing as well. So it, it's 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 definitely something that helps you tap into your own healing power. Did you experience that? I did, actually. I was having um, a lot of kind of energetic pain in my arm mm -hmm. at the time. I was going through a lot emotionally. And during the ceremony, I was kind of working through this like need to control what was going on in my life mm. and needing to just let that go, knowing I didn't have any control. And by the end of the ceremony, the pain that I had on my arm and my hand was gone. It's crazy. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, all that stuff checks out. But the thing that, thing that Allison mentioned um, is the, the shaman aspect of that, mm -hmm. right? Mm. So mm. what I, what the, no, my, my, what piques my curiosity about that is that it seems that God, you've put something on the earth that's so powerful that it needs to be guided, essentially. Or like if someone's going to experience it, then, then there needs to be someone to walk that person through the process of it. Well, that's sure. true What's of any, any drug that you take, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, here's what I'll say. This, is, this kind of goes back to what my original intentions are. So like, you know, ayahuasca, you know, I didn't think human beings were going to eat it or drink it. <laughs> what is happening inherently on the, on the sort of fact basis is you are poisoning yourself. Uh-huh. However... Wait, question. How long did it take you to realize that we were going to eat everything that you put down there? <laughs> well, all the creations do it. You try something, uh -huh. and then, you know, if it's, if it's deadly, that person dies, and then the rest of the tribe learns, don't eat that berry. Okay. You know, there's a lot of trial and error, just, just in creation in general. Uh-huh. Um, so, when you're having ayahuasca, it is a poison, and, and what's happening is your body is cleansing itself. It's like, oh my god, I've been poisoned. Mm -hmm. And it's getting rid of all these things, and it also gives you, you know, it, it, it creates new connections in your brain, which allows you to have hallucinations. And the reason why it can be spiritually cleansing is because it gives you a new camera angle on your own life. Mm -hmm. What a great experience you can have to go, you know what, I'm going to stop being Zach for a second. I'm going to be Zach five feet away looking at Zach. And that experience in and of itself can give you some insights. Mm -hmm. You know, am I going to say that there's like a spiritual healing that I intended to have all these things? No. But there are a lot of fact things that happen. You know, you are going through this and having a guide, that's important because you've just been poisoned. <laughs> you know, having a person that's there that can remind you to drink water. Mm -hmm. Gotta drink water, especially when you're vomiting everywhere. Um, Which doesn't always happen. Right. But there's also a thing of like, you know, when you look at rituals. So there is a, human beings can get a lot of value for things just by holding that belief to be true. Um, so, for example, um, if you go and go, I'm going to have a great day. You step outside and you're like, man, the sun is shining. That's a great day. Mm -hmm. The weather's nice. That's a great day. I found a quarter. I'm still having a great day. That perspective is you looking at the thing going like, man, I'm having a great day. And then all you do is you find things that reinforce that you're having a great day. It sure. allows you to build some mental momentum, mm -hmm. which is inspiring and amazing. So if you are having a self-reflection thing of like, man, I got to make some changes in my life. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to drink this ayahuasca and I'm going to reflect the shit out of everything. <laughs> You're going to find some stuff. 
And that's wonderful and powerful. And if you can get people to stop doing all the other shit they're doing and take a day to just, you know, have a check-in, of course you're going to find value in that. Is that, did you find that true for you? Like, did you carry that into your normal everyday life after you were done with the ceremony? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, they always say that the, the medicine starts working in you before you do the ceremony. So once you commit mentally to doing it, um, mm. you you already kind of start noticing changes going on. And I did a couple of weeks before the ceremony. I noticed that was when my hand started hurting just a couple of weeks before the ceremony. Yeah. It wasn't like it had been hurting for a while. So it's like as soon as I committed, my hand started hurting. And I was like, what is happening? And then I learned through the ceremony what was happening. Yeah. And for me, you know, they it, it continued to work after the ceremony. You're not supposed to talk about it for a few weeks to a month after you've done it because mm -hmm. there's a lot of, of information that you've gotten from your own subconscious, essentially, that mm. you have brought to the surface that you need to process. Yeah. And so it, it's it's hard to talk about for the you know, because it's so intense. You know, you have to let it steep for a while. Exactly, and, and it did make me feel very connected to mm. people around me, to the earth. The, a couple weeks afterwards, every every tree and plant I saw, I was like, man, nature is amazing. Like, everything just yeah. looked extra beautiful to me. Yeah. What, what is that, the the feeling of disconnect from the people around you that, well, can, be, that can be accessed through this kind of, like, mm. you know, using a plant? I'll tell you, it is one of the primary things that, that, you know, we've talked about in various ways. I want human beings to get out of their own way. Mm. Mm. And something about these experiences allow you to sort of like get that uh, out of your out of your conscious mind and let the subconscious mind talk. You know what I've talked to you about? Like I try to communicate to people. There's all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. You've got information. That gut response feeling that you have, where you know something, that's true. But the problem is, you got your conscious mind always there that's saying like, nope, I don't know. I'm afraid of this thing. Oh, mm -hmm. that's gonna happen. You freak out. You start judging everything. You make up things to be afraid of, you know, that's the, that's the guy I can get rid of. Yeah. But if you can take a second and go, you know what, I'm not going to listen to that guy for a second. I'm just going to look around and go, that's a tree. Isn't that nice? That tree's breathing the same air as me. Think about that for a while. Mm -hmm. So one of your big things, I mean, talking through lines here, is like you put a lot of value on stopping and realizing what's around you and appreciating that? Well, because the only thing that is real are things that are real, meaning the only thing that's real is what's happening to you right now. Everything that you're remembering is, is not remembered properly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you also think about things in the future which haven't even happened. What about, you, you, you know, memory, future imaginings, stories, drug trips, you know, yeah. psychedelic experiences? Uh, are those less important than what's really around us? Are you talking about whether your perception is more important than reality? Yes. Yes. In a lot of ways, it is. Yeah. You know, I can only put the facts out there, but everyone interprets the facts in their own way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? There was, um, we could talk about the flat earthers again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're back. Well, back here's the thing. It's like, you've got all the facts. And now he actually is going to talk about them. Right, yes. Um, or there was that time uh, where there was that dress online and people were like, I don't know if it's blue or if it's green. Uh-huh. It's both. It's a big perception debate. Yeah. Sure. 
Well, you know, there's that classic image of two people staring at a six or a nine and they're on the other side and they're both arguing to the other person, it's a six, it's a nine. Well, it's both, depending on the angle that you're looking at it. Uh -huh. So a, that's what I mean about... Point, certain point of view. What was that? That was Obi-Wan Kenobi, from a certain point of view. Oh. There's a little bit John Lennon, too. A little, <laughs> little bit. <laughs> I don't know. That's my best alley. No, it was good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what I mean. You, your perception can um, override reality. I mean, the President of the United States is the perfect example of that. Oh. That, that guy is bold. And he is bold that's in, a, a word. In, a, in a fascinating way where he can look at something and go, no, it's not. But what's more amazing is he can get a group of people that go, you're right. The thing that I'm looking at is not that thing. You, you seem like you respect that. Is that a good thing? Um, it's a character trait. Yes, it is. That's, that's about all I'll say. Okay. Because I can't say it's a good thing or a bad thing. It's a good thing in some ways. It's a bad thing in other horrible ways. It's a good thing for the things that it serves. Exactly. Sure. It's effective. That makes sense. Is what I'll say. Um, it's terrifying and effective. It can be. Yeah, I would say that's an accurate assessment. Yeah. Um, but did I create human beings expecting that human beings would deny reality as much as they do? No. Um, we might have strayed from plants. <laughs> Just a tiny bit. <laughs> sure. Yeah, we're talking, you know, everything's connected. It's true. Yeah, and I've never believed that more than now. We can jump into to medicine stuff before we go into questions. Uh, can I ask you... Well, I, I just have a question, a curious question mm -hmm. for Allison. Okay. Um, CBD oh, is mm -hmm. something, I don't mean to harp on drugs, but this is just something that, you know, you see in LA, you see going around all the time, right? Sure. So marijuana and CBD. Why CBD instead of marijuana? Well, CBD doesn't get you high. Uh -huh. So okay. if you're looking for the, the healing properties that you would get, but you're not looking to, to feel high, mm -hmm. then you would take the CBD strains. You know, they've, they've removed as much THC as possible so that you don't feel that high feeling, but you can get the benefits, the therapeutic benefits of the plant. The therapeutic benefits like relaxing, anti-inflammatory, stuff yeah, like that? Yeah, relaxing, anti-inflammatory, anti-anxiety. It's good for depression. It's, um, you know, there's, they've done a lot of studies with it, shrinking tumors. It's mm. good for cancer. What? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for um, cancer support and help. And, well, that's exactly know? what I've been talking about, is like, it gets your cells to chill out. Mm -hmm. What a great way to stop a, a revolutionary group of cells than to be like, hey man, take a break. You know, relax for a little bit. Yeah. People, people put CBD lotion on muscles and joints and it stuff. Works. And, and the reason why it works is it gets all those muscle cells together and goes, hey... Let's take, a, let's take a breather. You know this about me. I'm a pretty high-stressed person. Mm. I'm a little bit high-strung sometimes. Yeah. So CBD is something that I've been wanting to look into. Definitely. Any, yeah. any wrecks? Any, like, listen to this one first and then get into beef hearts, like, deeper stuff? <laughs> um, I, I haven't dabbled in CBD too much. I actually have just really started doing my own research on it. To, oh, interesting. To okay. talk more about it and to figure it out because they're doing... A lot of skincare research too, as far as like anti-aging properties that it might have, yeah. uh, wound healing and things like that. Recently, I uh, about a month ago, uh, I burned my leg, and uh, I got a pretty pretty nasty burn that's pretty much healed. You now. can't see it, but you can't. We see can it. post pictures. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and I've been taking photos of it as it heals from the, the natural remedies that I've been using to kind of showcase mm -hmm. um, the properties the, the, of that, you know, and, and the, the benefits of using natural uh, skincare stuff really in order cool. to do that. So, What kind of stuff have you been using on um, a burn? Well, I started with Manuka honey. I've seen that in like, <laughs> a, like yeah. vocal places, you right? Know, for vocal health. Yes, so Honey's great. It's um, manuka honey specifically is from Australia. The f actually, the first week I did an oil blend that was um, coconut oil and um, rosemary and lavender mm -hmm. um, and tea tree. Those are all very um, wound healing. Yeah, and the coconut oil has vitamin E, and specifically I use fractionated coconut oil, which is liquid. Um, not the so it doesn't solidify. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's just the the solid coconut oil sinks into your pores more, and mm -hmm. so it can be more clogging. Whereas the liquid form is an emollient oil; it sits on top, traps the moisture in that it's using. Um, that's interesting. So yeah, so it kind of traps in all those good oils and the moisturizing. And that's kind of the most important thing for any wound healing is to keep it moisturized. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's like this myth of like let it breathe, dry it out. Don't do that. <laughs> that's yeah. what creates scarring. And so that's the thing that I've been working on now is trying to prevent scarring. Um, the Manuka honey is good for that. So um, unfortunately with this burn, it, the blister ended up tearing, which is why I wasn't able to keep it from scarring yeah. initially. Um, but the, the top of it was still blistered and that actually has no scarring. That's completely healed. It was all the way up here actually. And oh, I can see the, the, uh, yeah, the, you can see the, the ghost of that. Yeah, so yeah. that was all the way up there, but that didn't scar that's because that's That stayed. part of it has almost gone away. Yeah, um, and then just did a Manuka honey for the next couple of weeks and now I'm doing a blend of um, just the coconut oil with lavender specifically because those two are good for scarring. Mm -hmm. And so I've been kind of monitoring the process and it's, it's gotten a lot lighter since I started about a week and a half ago. Yeah, look, there's all these oils. They do all these different things. People have tested it out and they've known about it for centuries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't make it a lot of money. So, yeah, so don't invest in it because it doesn't make it a lot of money. I see the political implications of that. Well, there's also, you know... When you start mass producing things, I mean, that's kind of the, the problem. Mm -hmm. You know, let's say we wanted to use lavender for everything. You know, lavender's wonderful. Very, makes you very sleepy, mm -hmm. calm. I love lavender. Smells great. It's wonderful. But, you know, you can't cover half the planet in lavender for all the lavender needs of people. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that's sort of... I mean, of, you could. Why well, don't you? Well, that's just a that's just a waste of space. I want to have other so. things on the planet. Well, I don't need just lavender. Well, you could provide an abundance well, that's, that's, of all of those. Well, things. that's the problem. Is there's there's just you know there's only enough space on the planet, and the thing the thing about pharmaceutical drugs is they can, you know, they can pack a lot of stuff into a very small space. Mm -hmm. None of it's good for you, but they can do it. You know, we have a whole moon. Why couldn't you make that populated with extra herbs and stuff? Well, the moon is just made out of rock. It didn't have to be made out of rocks. It could be just like, it could be soil, rich soil. <laughs> well, it did have to be made out of rock in the formation of the universe. I know, but you, I feel also, like you does, have the power. it's not big enough to have an atmosphere. But if anybody has the physics. power to give it an atmosphere, I feel like you could. Yeah, but no, I can't. I can't change what physics are. It's not big enough to, to keep oxygen you on the surface. You are the least powerful god I have ever Oh. <laughs> No, all of it is there. Like, I'm sorry that the moon is what it is. I apologize that the moon creates the tides which allow your planet to happen. Except your But apologies. it also isn't a farm. This is what drives me crazy. 
The moon does so much for you already. And you're like, yeah, but we can't grow lavender on it. We can't. What a useless thing you made. No, I'm not saying it's useless. I'm saying it could be utilized better. It is doing the job it's meant to do. It's a lot of surface well, area for another job. No, no, here's, you know what? I'm going to follow this to your next logical conclusion. Sure. Let's say I put an atmosphere on the moon. Say what I'm thinking. Let's say <laughs> it was able to be populated by people. You know who's going to screw that up? Human, human beings. People. You would have already populated the moon and destroyed the atmosphere, which would be smaller. I'm sorry for what we didn't do. For all the things you destroyed? I'm sorry for all the things we could destroy but don't have the ability to. Yeah, I'm sorry I didn't create a planet, a second planet for you to also destroy. I'm sorry for <laughs> thinking, My bad. I'm sorry for thinking outside of the box and trying to, you know, just wonder, harvest. You know what? I'm not going to do this with you right, <laughs> right now. Right, right. We have more things to, to talk about. Sure. Namely... Allison has an impression of you. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. You have a, you have a God voice. Yeah. I, right? Well, I listened to the, the the first you know couple episodes of the podcast. Um, and decided to mock God, I guess. Wow, I haven't had that happen. Mm. I I bet you haven't. Oh, was that it? It was it. Yes. I can't even tell which one's me now. Who's talking? Is it God or is it me? I mean, Allison. Crap. I don't even know where God ends and God begins. Wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> that was great. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Just... Wait, can you? Well, this is great because she can take over my spot on days mm. that I don't feel like doing this. Mm. I would welcome that. Aww. <laughs> that's nothing against you. That's just how fond I am of Alice. Wait, are you trying to get her to say something? <laughs> oh, you know what you can do? Do the intro with her. Okay. See if she can get it right. Oh. Let's see. Welcome to Why God Why. I'm Zach. And I'm God. How you doing, God? Thank you for being here doing again. Doing great. Doing great. So, uh, this episode is uh, featuring our friend Allison Hawkstone. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a great growl. She's a great growl. Growl. <laughs> or he screwed it up. All right, or he well, screwed it up. Or he screwed that's it up. okay. Listen, that it. you know what? It flowed a lot better than ours does sometimes. It kind of did. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should just clip that one in. No, that's fine. See if anyone notices. No one will notice. Great. Sure. All right. Yeah. You want to get to some audience questions? I'd love that. All right. So... Will a plant-based diet fix my body? I mean, fix is a strong word. Um, I, I'm not a vegan. I don't subscribe to a fully plant-based diet, mm -hmm. you know? Um, obviously, forever. I mean, God can attest to this. We've been hunting and gathering as well. So our the diet has always been a mixture of meat and plants. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that plant-based diets would fix you. I think that... Um, you know, just like we've been talking about as far as the medicine industry, we have a food industry as well, and it's all about making money. Yeah. And they cut corners and they add things that make, you know, antibiotics into into beef and chicken that make it beefier and bigger and easier to, like, feed more people. They make yeah. freak chickens. Exactly. They giant breasts. They meddle. There's a lot of food meddling going on. Yeah. And yeah. that's not good for you, but, I mean, if you have a balanced diet of things that are grown healthily and, and avoid a lot of the chemical pesticides and added antibiotics into the meat that you eat, then I think you will just start at a better baseline. Yeah. Well, what, here's what I'll say to that. Everybody's body is different. You know, mm -hmm. you fundamentally have a lot of the same parts, but, you know, your, your microbiome system is made up of different things and everybody's body responds to things differently. Mm -hmm. So a plant-based diet might be great for one person and not great for another person. 
And I've made that super clear in the fact that it's not great for one person and it's great for other people. <laughs> that information has always been there. Yeah. Um, will plants fix something in your body? You know, this is a terrible answer, but maybe. The problem is, you've got a lot of other things going on. Mm -hmm. Somebody might go, oh, will the plant-based diet fix my body, but I also smoke cigarettes? Mm -hmm. They go, well, no. you've got other things going on. <laughs> Or if you don't ever exercise, or if you're just sedentary. No, it's not going to fix everything. Yeah. I also don't know what else you're eating. I don't know what your stress levels are. Like, maybe it could do something. Here's what I'll tell you. It'll be different. Hmm. So try it for a little bit. See what happens. Well, here's the problem is science is hard. Because science causes you to have to control for each of the things that you're testing. Mm -hmm. So a very popular human thing now which is, it's a smart thing to do, is the kind of, you know, if you're looking to, to see what diet works well for you, you kind of eliminate things one at a time and then see how you feel. And that's really it. And I've also given you your gut instinct to go, whatever you're craving. So it's like, oh, I'm really craving meat right now. Maybe you should eat meat. That's your body saying, hey, conscious mind, we're putting a food order in. But sometimes your conscious mind doesn't take that food order. That seems a little irresponsible. Why? I mean, if you've satisfied those cravings all the time, you could get sick. No. If you only ate because you were eating the things you craved, you'd be perfectly healthy. The problem is, is you also eat things emotionally, and you also eat things because you love the drug and the experience of it. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of times that people eat. They're not, they don't need to be eating. You're not that's actually hungry. True. That's very true. You're eating because it's noon and that's when lunchtime is. Hmm. Or you, this is a big one, you eat because there's food in front of you. Mm -hmm. You or go to an event, you just ate dinner, but they're serving hors d'oeuvres, you're going to snack on that food. Hell yeah, I will. Hell yeah, you will. Nobody turns down free food. Exactly. No, that's a real thing. You don't turn down free food. But that's also a survival instinct because back in the time where you I... You wouldn't know when the next meal exactly. was. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But now you do. You just go to the store. Um, this, is a, this is a question that is going to prickle some hairs. Mm -hmm. But I think it's an interesting question. Why are vegans so annoying? <laughs> I don't find vegans annoying. I mean, some vegans annoying. But not all. Yeah, not all vegans. Here's, here's what's annoying. Anybody that thinks that they know the right thing to do for everybody else. Mm. Mm. That spans vegans, religion. Yeah. Anybody that finds a group that they think they learned a lot from, a class, a new podcast, that person is annoying. Prescriptive patties. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I don't know you and all your experiences, but you know what? Whatever worked for me is definitely going to work for you. Oh, so that's what it is. I've got the answers. Yeah. But Allison, why are vegans so annoying? <laughs> I mean, uh, because they're usually God. vegans are annoying because they don't eat what I put in front of them. That's right. They make they make tofu. I didn't make tofu. <laughs> he would say that. <laughs> people that are vegans complain about people eating meat, and because they don't trust it. But you trust something that could be both, you know, a bean. And a chicken nugget and a liquid <laughs> that you're drinking. You know what I mean? That thing you're fine with. The thing that is a white globular cube. It's versatile. Sure. Yeah, that's what I wanted all my foods to be. 
Versatile. Versatile. That's the thing that makes them effective and healthy. This is why I'm defending the moon thing, is because it's interesting for things to have several uses. Yeah, there are a lot of things that have several uses. But what, But when are you going to stop? When are you going to go, okay, so I give the moon an atmosphere and stuff, and you're like, well, why does the moon also glow? I'd like to see it all the time. It lights the planet at night. You'd never stop. Yeah. Well, <laughs> on that note, I just want to thank everybody. Allison, I would love to thank you for joining this episode. Yeah, thanks for having me. It was a lot of fun. It's absolutely... It's really cool to meet God. Yeah. Well, well you get used to it. thing that is God. But it was very sure. enlightening to have you on. <laughs> and as always, it's pretty enlightening to have you on, God. Yeah, I'd like to throw some knowledge bombs in there. Well, everybody... Um, Thank you again for joining us. Uh, yeah. Make sure to subscribe to Why God Why on iTunes, really wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah, leave a review. Leave a review. Those are super uh, helpful for us. Uh, rating and reviewing. It's, uh, it's not much effort, and we really, really appreciate it. Yeah, tell your friends. You can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us on the That's Entertainment Network, thatentertains.com. Mm -hmm. And please follow us on Twitter. If you have any questions for God... Tweet at us, at WhyGodPodcast. And where can we find you, Allison, on the online? Uh, you can find my blog at www.JustActNatural.com. And you can find me on Instagram at Just underscore Act Natural. All right, that's it. Thanks, Allison. Well, thank you. Well, thank you. No, no, thank you. Thank you, guys. <laughs> that's pretty neat. <laughs>